One guy was walking in the forest of County Park in Huntington, New York. He came to a mysterious small area where he found cans of leftover food and a dirty blanket on the ground. Broken branches lay nearby, folded into a strange shape resembling a cage. And almost every tree had A4 sheets of paper hanging on it. There were about 10 sheets in total. Someone carelessly stuck them to the trunks with duct tape. All these sheets had photos of missing people and some information about their disappearance. A city where a person had vanished and the local police phone number. The guy got scared and ran away. But before that, he filmed everything on his phone. He posted the video on the internet. And after that, Reddit users started their own investigation. It turned out all those people whose faces were printed on the posters were really missing. The man who discovered this place called the police. Fortunately, the officers quickly found the person who had done this. He threw a Halloween party and decided to hang posters of missing people to create a scary atmosphere. He removed all the photos and the police stopped the investigation. Do you know these guys standing in the streets and holding a free hugs sign? Oh, it's so cute. They give so many positive vibes to people. And now, imagine you're walking through a dark forest alone, in the fog, and somewhere in the thicket, you notice a small gray house. It's hidden in the foliage and looks like an entrance to a bunker. It has no windows, only a dark doorway leading into the darkness. And you see that someone wrote, free hugs hut on the wall. Yeah, not so cute this time. The exact location of this hut is unknown, but it's somewhere in the forests of Wisconsin. In fact, there's nothing terrible inside. Some garbage, dry leaves, cobwebs, and moss. Teenagers or homeless people like to hang out in this hut. Some of them probably had a good sense of humor if they wrote this phrase on the wall. But imagine if a scary, pale old woman had been living there for years. She'd be waiting for you inside to hug you tightly with her long, thin arms. We're in Greenville, South Carolina. There's a forest next to this town. You go there and notice a silhouette of a man. It's a big sinister clown. You freeze in fear. He's just standing there among the trees and looking at you, smiling. Your knees are shaking. You're sweating. The clown raises his hand and beckons you with his finger. You don't go, and the clown makes a sad grimace. Then he takes some money out of his pocket and shows it to you. You finally return control over your body and run away from the forest as fast as you can. The scariest thing is that there are several such clowns in the woods of Greenville. Many locals have seen them walking among trees, attracting people's attention with green laser pointers. Fortunately, instead of approaching them, residents went to the police station. The clowns called people to an abandoned house in the woods. Officers searched the building, but found nothing suspicious there. Still, locals prefer to avoid the forest. In forests, you can not only see, but also hear something terrible. For example, you can hear people's screams. These sounds come from nowhere and only at night. They can drive you mad if you don't know their nature. Coyotes live in forests all over North America, Canada, and Mexico. 
In the winter and spring, these animals howl and scream. Even if one coyote does it, it may seem that several of them have surrounded you. This illusion occurs because there are many different sounds in the forest. Birds, animals, the sound of falling rain, all this mixes with the coyotes howling. And it may seem to you that these animals are everywhere. Also, coyotes can change the tones of their voices and sound like people. Now let's forget about creepy things and find something beautiful in the woods. You're in a wide green clearing surrounded by a dense forest. You approach the thicket and see a hole in it. It's not a huge hollow, but a perfectly round passage. It looks like a portal to a magical land. And it's the creation of a famous Finnish artist named Antti Leitinen. He carefully cut the leaves and branches of the surrounding trees to create the perfect circle. He called it Broken Landscape. Besides this hole, the artist has many other unique works. He almost always deals with nature. He has created similar small circles resembling suns in the dense branches of leafless trees. You don't need to travel all over the world to see them. You can find photos of almost all of the artist's works on the internet. Let's move to the green forests of Scotland. Walking among trees and bushes, you can come across human figures. They stand motionless and faceless and reflect everything around them, quite literally. The famous Scottish sculptor Rob Mulholland made these statues out of plexiglass. This is a special kind of glass that reflects light like a mirror. Six sculptures make up a large vestige installation. Each figure is in a different pose. They reflect trees, bushes, and grass, merging with the forest. In summer, when everything is blooming, the figures are beautiful. But in early spring or late autumn, they reflect nothing but grayness and lifelessness, which makes them look pretty creepy. The sculptor wanted to show a trace of people who lived in the forests many years ago when humanity was more connected to nature. At that time, survival strongly depended on the state of forests and harvests. And these statues show this unity with the woods. There's a stunning forest in the south of Japan. There are no strange things there. It's weird by itself. If you look at the forest from a height, you'll see that the trees there grow in concentric circles. There are several of them. The closer to the center of this area, the closer the trees are standing to each other. In the outer row, the trees don't grow densely. The whole area resembles mysterious circular patterns in fields all over the world. But this is not a natural anomaly, but the result of human intervention. In 1973, people planted trees so that they created 10 concentric circles. The main idea of this experiment was to find out how cedars could grow in such circular conditions. The researchers called this place experimental forestry. Surprisingly, the trees began to grow in a convex shape, symmetrically fanning out. This proved that the size of the gaps between the trees greatly affected their growth. Initially, the scientists planned to cut the trees down after the experiment was over, but the place became very popular with tourists. People love to walk along these trails and take beautiful pictures using drones. The next strange finding is in the U.S. This is Vashon Highway, surrounded by a large forest. In its thicket, you can find an unusual tree with a rusty red bicycle inside its trunk. 
It looks like it grew into the trunk and became a part of it. Only the handlebars and one of the wheels stick out of the bark. The bike got into this tree in the 50s. One young guy received it as a present for his birthday, but he didn't like its handlebars and rugged wheels. So he just left this present near a bush and never came back for it. The bush turned out to be a young tree. With time, its trunk expanded and grew around the iron body of the bicycle. When locals noticed this, they decided not to remove the bike from the tree. And they did right, since this place became popular among tourists. When you think of theme parks, you normally imagine laughter and fun times. But once they're closed and abandoned, now that's a whole different story. Let's take a look at some of them. You decide to take a trip to New Orleans to visit Six Flags. When you arrive there, you discover the theme park is deserted. The sign that says closed for storm is still standing. You're feeling adventurous, so you let yourself pass the crackling gates. Is it chilly in here, or is it just me? Hmm. You walk past a swimming pool, and it looks like there's someone in there. You get closer, and oh no, it's an alligator! Better run and leave that thing alone. You keep exploring the site. The park took inspiration from the city's French architecture. But today, the buildings are dirty, the windows are all shattered, and there are unusual items everywhere. Say, what is this vintage rollerblade doing here? The park closed during the hurricane, and it was left standing under 7 feet of water. No wonder the metal rides are all rusty now. This carousel doesn't look too inviting to me. We'll have to come back mm, another time. Hey, at least you got some cool-looking pictures, right? Let's make this next one even more exciting. Imagine you plan to visit Data Park at night. Somewhere in the countryside of Belgium, you'll find a creepy theme park derelict from many years ago. You have nothing with you but the floodlight on your phone. You see the entrance of a bridge and start to make your way across. The bridge sways and creaks. Just FYI, you are crossing one of the longest hanging bridges in Europe. You made it through. The surrounding woods are terrifying, and several deserted attractions start popping up along the way. The forest has taken this twirling swing set. This huge slide would probably break if you tried to use it now. The park is in terrible condition. No wonder they closed it down due to security reasons. Best to leave it now and come back in the daylight. Your next stop is Wonderland Eurasia, also known as Anka Park in Turkey. The theme park opened in March 2019, but closed shortly after. Once inside the gigantic complex, you stumble upon what looks like an empty warehouse, but ends up being an indoor roller coaster. Everything was left intact and is as good as new. You even take a quick sit on one of the roller coaster carts, perfectly lined up for the next ride. If you're feeling really adventurous, you can walk on the rails of the indoor coaster. Just be careful not to fall down. Oh, over there are the Flintstones. It's almost like a childhood deja vu here in the youngsters section of the park. On the horizon, you see what looks like the Jurassic World and decide to check it out. There are neglected statues of huge T-Rexes and fake skeletons of dinosaurs lying across the floor. Unlike the other derelict parks, everything here is new, which makes it all the more strange. 
Nara Dreamland was meant to be Japan's Disney World, but the project failed over time. Today, it's inhabited by moist ivies and strange birds. To get in, you'll pass a drawbridge and head into a pastel-colored castle. Your heart might be faster than usual when you pass a fog-covered roller coaster. Was that meant to be the Matterhorn? Yup. Everything about this place says you shouldn't be there. Tossed on the park's floor, you'll see reels of tickets and misconfigured stuffed animals. How about walking into an empty diner? It's bizarre how the tables and stools are still in place. Strolling through what was once a gift shop, you'll see empty shelves and an old-school cash machine. I'd say you better leave before anything comes out of here. Now, if I say Joyland, what do you imagine? The name says it all, right? But if you decide to visit Joyland today, I bet you'll have a very chilling time. Down in Wichita, Kansas, you'll find a once-famous but now empty theme park filled with eerie sights. A pale blue slide in the middle of a forest? Check. Empty warehouses straight out of a horror movie? Check. A wacky shaft that looks truly wacky? (laughs) You bet. But if you visit it on a good sunny day, I'd say the park is weird but still has some beauty. Joyland was built in the late 1940s. It carries a vintage aura that goes well with the neglected atmosphere. Hey, look at this rusty yellow Ferris wheel with a strip ticket box in front. I dare say it's almost charming. The Magic Harbor Amusement Park is not that magical after all. Just outside of Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, you'll find an old theme park left to nature. Here, bumper cars are not bumping anymore. If you get into a hedge maze, you'll probably never find your way out of it. I'm not sure what you'll see running around amongst the rusty rides, so good luck if you're planning a visit. If you're looking for somewhere to cool down on a hot and sunny afternoon, how about Disney's River Country? Just kidding. You're definitely not going to want to get in the water there. The park was built in the 1970s and closed in 2001. Pay a visit to the Whitewater Rapids on foot instead of floating down the fake river. You'll have about 330 feet to stroll along a very bumpy pathway. Maybe you'll see hanging tires that served as swing sets out in the bay. You can even try zip lining if you trust the cable. To add a little more creepy to this story, the park was closed down due to a dangerous bacteria that thrived in warm bodies of water. Are you sure you don't fancy a swim? When you think Italy, I bet you think pasta and pizza, and a leaning tower somewhere. Well, in the south of Italy sits the empty Miragica Amusement Park. The entrance still says welcome, but people stopped coming a few years ago. The site is covered in grass everywhere. The toy-like architecture is still there. Beneath the forgotten rails of an open-air roller coaster, you can almost hear the screams of excitement of people on the ride. This part of the park is usually prohibited, but there's no one around to control that now. It might be scary to be here, but adrenaline sure is running high. This next theme park is vacant only during a certain time of the year, but it still gives the true heebie-jeebie vibes. You have to catch a train from the city and travel to the end of the line till you reach the park. Coney Island is a seasonal park, open only from the middle of spring to the middle of fall. 
If you want to catch its unnerving vibe, you have to visit in winter. Then, you'd walk through the rows of empty stalls with the fairy string lights still hanging above your head. It looks frozen in time as all the rides lay shut down. Speaking of which, sometimes it gets frozen for real. Under many inches of snow, Coney Island is a little less disturbing. Then again, snow does have that effect on landscapes. But the park is empty and deserted nonetheless. I bet it's a great photo op. Now, be sure to tell me in the comments which abandoned amusement park you found the creepiest. Hey, you know me. I won't be checking any of these out. I'll let you go first. They used to call this island the Paris of the East, mostly because it had beautiful buildings with large gardens and impressive stone archways. But now, it's nothing like it used to be, with all the architecture almost entirely covered in tree roots and vines. Ross Island is a small territory in the Indian Ocean. It's located east of the Indian city of Port Blair. Though initially thought of as a jail, Ross Island eventually became a luxurious resort for the local administrators. They called this island a real treat for its more privileged residents. It boasted opulent bungalows, stained glass window panels brought all the way from Italy, neatly kept gardens, tennis courts, and even swimming pools. Soon after the complex was closed in 1937, a powerful earthquake hit the island. It caused a lot of damage, making it even more uninhabitable. The island is now in the administration of India and has become a tourist attraction for people interested in abandoned towns. Pieces of German architecture still lie hidden in the Namibian desert. The city of Kolmanskop, Namibia, was a luxury location at its peak in the early 1900s when German workers settled here looking for diamonds. This abandoned town used to have everything from a ballroom to a hospital and even a bowling alley. It all started to decline somewhere in the late 1910s when another diamond-packed location was found nearby. So, most of the people living here moved, leaving everything behind in search of more money. Kolmanskop has since been slowly occupied by sand dunes, while the hot temperature and low moisture helped to preserve the buildings. This ghost town is also available for visitors. If it sounds interesting, you can book a tour in the nearby town of Luderitz. Another abandoned castle dominates the view in Krakow, a city in Italy. The whole village sits atop a cliff that's 1,312 feet high. The founders liked this location since they knew it would be easy to defend themselves from unwanted guests. But the castle, built in the 1300s, soon became overwhelmed by landslides and earthquakes. Even though it has no residents anymore, the medieval city often comes alive during the various local festivals that take place here in the summer months. The locals also offer tours and tell amazing stories about the location. One of the highlights of the tour is a statue that seemingly came out of nowhere and now lies in a body of water. Hidden away in the Montana mountains, Garnet Ghost Town tells the well-known American story of the West's Gold Rush. The town's history goes back to the 1890s when they found a lot of gold in the Nancy Hanks mine. During its glory days, Garnet had almost 1,000 residents. Even though it's in a relatively secluded location, 
it had saloons, hotels, stores, a school, and other features of a regular little town. In 1905, when most of the gold had already been taken away, most mines were left behind, so only a couple of hundred residents stayed in Garnet. The final straw came in 1912, when a fire damaged most of the town's buildings. So, by the 1940s, Garnet was completely abandoned. It soon became a hotspot for treasure hunters looking for furnishings and artifacts. That was until a preservation campaign started in the 1970s. It ended with the town being declared a historic district in 2010. To this day, Garnet is one of the best-preserved ghost towns in the area. Hashima Island is another abandoned location that tells us that when people leave, nature takes over. This mysterious place was even featured in a James Bond movie because of its ghostly landscape. It used to be a well-known spot in Japan for undersea coal mines as it was opened in 1881. In 1959, at its peak, there were over 5,000 people living here, including mine workers and their families. As soon as the mines started going dry, sometime in 1970, people started to slowly depart the island leaving it completely abandoned in three months. Even though nobody lives there these days, there are a lot of tourists here that drop off to wander around the abandoned homes, swimming pools, stores, and factories. Another town that started with a mining company back in 1881 is Calico, California. People discovered the location was packed with silver, so it soon became home to over 500 silver mines and 3,000 residents. It used to feature hotels, general stores, restaurants, and a school. There was even a local newspaper printed here called the Calico Print. But by 1986, the town had become empty. One of the former locals decided to buy it and began its restoration, making it a registered historical landmark. It even has a museum of the Old West available for tourists. One of the most interesting attractions that were rebuilt is the one-mile-long Calico and Odessa Railroad. It currently goes through the steep canyons and hills and even passes the old mines and buildings north of Calico. Approximately one-third of the town is original, while the rest consists of newer buildings that are replicas meant to recreate the spirit of its past. If you're a fan of cars, you might have heard of Henry Ford as the famous American industrialist who founded the Ford Motor Company in 1903. But in 1927, he began working on another one of his ambitious dreams, Fordlandia. It was supposed to be a massive rubber plantation located near the Tapajos River in Brazil, since he needed a reliable source of rubber for his car tires and hoses. His vision was to design a town complete with swimming pools, a golf course, living bungalows, and even weekly square dancing sessions for the locals. This project was unfortunate to begin with, since the local rubber trees soon got infected with leaf fungus. Even though Henry Ford invested a staggering $20 million into this potential income source, the town failed to produce the needed rubber. He had nothing left to do but to sell it to Brazil in 1945. And soon, it was completely abandoned. Many of its buildings are still standing, but have been taken over by the surrounding nature. You can still see curious tourists wandering through it to this day. During its glory days, Hampi was the second largest city in the world. Looking at its ruins today, it's hard to imagine this Indian city used to be filled with temples and bazaars 
and that it served as an important center of the Mauryan Empire in the 14th and 15th centuries. It was destroyed in the 16th century, but it still has beautifully preserved forts and markets. It became part of the UNESCO World Heritage in 1986, aiming to protect its buildings, such as the Lotus Mahal, a stone structure that was carved to resemble a lotus flower opening to the sun. A tourist village was constructed back in 1920 along the shore of Epicuan, a salt lake about 370 miles southwest of Buenos Aires in Argentina. It was designed to provide people with a busy city life a breath of fresh air near the restorative salt waters of the nearby lake. It was soon equipped with a railroad station and ended up having a population of more than 5,000 residents. The project was also destined to fail soon enough as the unusual amount of rain at that time caused Lake Epicuan to swell. In 1985, the water took over the local dam and the town was flooded. The waters were so deep that they even reached a depth of 33 feet in 1993. They only began to recede in 2009 and left behind the remaining buildings, literally encrusted in salt. No one came back to the town except for Pablo Novak, who returned here back in 2012 and was the only resident of Villa Epicuan at the time. <laughs>